happening. Um, but the last thing that I want to do is uh, to introduce you to our guest speaker today. Pretty excited. This is somebody that I've known for about 16 years, I think. Um, Buzz Tyson is the director of the Lighthouse Youth Center over in Oxford. Great ministry for the community, for the kids there. They do a lot of different things. And I remember the first time that I showed up to Oxford, I remember thinking, what is this place? Like, it's this urban feel in the middle of, like, a cornfield, and it's just as bizarre. And then, honestly, Buzz, the first time I met you, I was thinking, who is this weird guy? Like... <laughs> But if you know Buzz, and as I've gotten to know him over the years and being able to see his ministry, um, you very quickly see his heart for the community, and you see his heart for children and for people to come to know who Christ is. So we are super excited to uh, invite him to speak and to share with us this morning as we continue in the book of Luke. So if you would, would you help me welcome Buzz Tyson from Lighthouse? Thank you, Buzz. Thanks, Buzz. Let's pray. God, again, we just uh, thank you for this morning, Father. Just thank you that the uh, sun's out and shining, Lord. I just pray that you would just uh, shine upon each of us. Father, I just pray for open hearts and open ears to hear your word. In your name we pray. Amen. Amen. So uh, if you haven't guessed, I'm not uh, the CLC pastor, but I am a part of uh, your road trip. And so when Christian called me and and asked me if I wanted to come up with a, a sermon or topic. I asked what was going on here, and he shared. And I said, well, I'd like, just like to be a part of the road trip. And uh, he thought that was a good thing. So we're just going to jump right into uh, Luke chapter 19, uh, verses 11 through 27. And if you've ever heard me uh, share, great. If not, I'll give you a little clue. I read through the scripture. I pull out three points. I play a game, and then I'm done. So uh, you need to pay attention if you want to play the game. So just, that's my disclaimer. Well, God's word says this in verse 11 of Luke chapter 19. <clears throat> While they were listening to us, he went on to tell them a parable, because he was near Jerusalem, and the people thought that the kingdom of God was going to appear at once. He said, a man of noble birth went to a distant country to have himself appointed king and then to return. So he called 10 of his servants and gave them 10 minas. I just wanted to make sure, uh, just I have a circle there. A mina was about three months' wages. Put this money to work, he said, until I come back. But his subjects hated him and sent a delegation after him to say, we don't want this man to be our king. He was made king, however, and returned home. Then he sent for the servants to whom he had given the money in order to find out what they had gained with it. The first one came and said, Sir, your minna has earned 10 more. Well done, my good servant. Take charge of 10 cities. The second came and said, Sir, your minna has earned five more. His master answered, You take charge of five cities. Then another servant came and said, Sir, here's your minna. I've kept it laid away in a piece of cloth. I was afraid of you because you are a hard man. You take out what you did not put in, reap, and you did not sow. His master replied, I will judge you by your own words, you wicked servant. You knew, did you, that I'm a hard man, 
taking out what I did not put in and reaping what I did not sow? Why then didn't you put my money on deposit so that when I came back, I could have collected it with interest? Then he said to those standing by, take his minnow away from him and give it to the one who has 10 minnows. Sir, they said, he already has 10. He replied, I tell you that to everyone who has, more will be given. But as for the one who has nothing, even what they have will be taken away. Verse 27, but those enemies of mine who did not want me to be king over them, bring them here and kill them in front of me. So here's a story where all of a sudden you kind of get excited, but then all of a sudden at the end, kind of be like, oh, what happened? And so what I wanted to do is just go through and highlight three verses that I hope that on this road trip, as the church is going through, that you can kind of just keep progressing. Because like last week with, with Zacchaeus, you know, Zacchaeus really wanted to see Jesus. And so I hope this past week, you really tried your best to see Jesus and draw close to him. But in this uh, scripture here, in verse 13, it says, So he called ten of his servants and gave them ten minnows. So I did some math. So if a minnow is about three months' wages, if I get my math right, if you make 50000 a year, that means you were given 12500 If you make 75000 a year, that means you were given 18750 And if you make 100000 or more, that means you were given $25,000. But then if you do the extra math and times it by 10 or times it by 5, you're then talking, if you're the one that was making 100000 a year, all of a sudden your minas that you were given to put on to make interest, either if you did five, you made 125000 or if you had the 10 minnows, you had 250000 Now, to me, that's a lot of money. You know, a lot of money that the Lord could bless you with. And I was just thinking... Here at CLC, Christian Life Center, if you would have been a part of this story, but this story happened to you this week, what would you do with $250,000 for Christian Life Center? It's a lot of money, isn't it? You know, think a minute. You know, would you come into church and find one of the pastors and get so excited and say, Hey, I don't care what you do with it, but here it is. Or all of a sudden you have something on your heart for kids ministry and you'll be like, hey, I got this cool idea, whether you do it or not, but here's $250,000. I also think about how maybe you could just anonymously go to someone's house that you know that needs it and put it in an envelope and put it in their mailbox. Think of how that would further the kingdom. It'd be incredible. And the reason why I bring up the mailbox is I'm always uh, blessed how different people, I live in town of Oxford, 
how different people will put money in my mailbox at my house, an earmarked lighthouse. And I have no idea who it's from. But they want to multiply the kingdom. You know, they just don't want to take their money and let it sit, but they want to do something good with it. Same thing here at church. You know, how can you be a blessing to the kingdom here? You know, or even just, you know, something small that you're like, well, Buzz, I just got five bucks. Well, $5 is huge. It's huge. Because you don't know how it's going to further the kingdom. And I'll get to that uh, down the road here. But again, think about, as God blesses you financially, what are you doing with that? You know? Are you being selfish and waiting and just doing it for yourself? Or are you like, God, here it is. Just show me so I can further the kingdom. The kingdom's huge, isn't it? You know? It's huge. Verse 21 of Luke chapter 19. You know, this guy, the, other, the last guy with the minna, he comes and says, I was afraid. He didn't want to do anything. He put it in a cloth, right? Put it aside, forgot about it, didn't want to do anything with it. Missed out on an opportunity, didn't he? He missed out. And uh, this morning I was talking to Megan about how uh, this scripture really helps me to think about the past of what some things I've done and how it's helped me to be a better person. I say that to you because sometimes when we're afraid, we need someone to help us, don't we? You know, I hope you have a friend, a mentor, a spouse. When you get afraid, they can help you. Because it could be a blessing to others. So much that in my personal life, I'm going to share a story from high school. I ran cross country every year to get ready for track. All right? Track was my thing. 400 meters, I was fast. Faster than probably what you could believe. <laughs> not as fast as Duffy Sample. And I know Duffy's not here, but anyway. Uh, but cross country, I just love cross country. And the thing with cross country is there's five people on a team that can score your points. All right? We had the number one guy in the whole county on our team. And the second guy was almost the second uh, guy in the whole county. So what that meant is those two guys were coming in mostly first and second or first and third, that I was the fifth guy. And as long as I beat the other team's third guy, we would win. And our coach was honest with everybody about that. Like, hey, these guys will do those things, but Buzz, if you can, if you can beat your third guy, we're guaranteed to win. Guaranteed to win. And for the, for the year, I did that. It's kind of neat, you know, but, you know, of course it's a team thing, but I did that until one day, I was just having a bad attitude. You know, like the guy with the minnow that just kind of like, ah, I'm not going to trust him. I'm going to put it here. That as I was running through the race, I was actually behind our 10th man. Our 10th man. How are we going to win? <laughs> and we're in this wooded area, 
And this guy actually comes back and gets me and says, hey, we need you. You got to get up there. If you don't get up there, we're not going to win. And I didn't care. I'm honest with you. I was like the minnow guy. I was just like, nah. Just so happens we're running in the woods. And I heard this, like, breaking a stick that I thought he had actually broken a stick and was coming after me. <laughs> I'm serious. That all of a sudden I found another gear and the story ends in a good way. I came in before the guy's uh, third man and we won. We won. But it took that 10th man to come and get me. It did. But the other part of the story I want to share with you is that as everyone was coming up to me and, hey, Buzz, good job, good job. I went over to our 10th man and said, thank you, and I'll do better next time. The reason for this story is, again, we need friends to help us. When we get opportunities to invest in the kingdom by talents or times, we need to have a good attitude to serve the Lord. When we don't have a good attitude, that's when we need our pastors, our small groups, our friends, just to come alongside of us and help us out. And that part is also on us to just say, hey, I need some help. I really do. I don't know how to use my talents. I don't know how to do what's next. So I just pray here that as you are at church here and you think about the scripture and you think about the talents that you have, how can you bless the church here? And if you're like, hey, Buzz, I'm already maxed out. I'm doing everything I can. The beauty is maybe you can nudge someone to come alongside of you. You know, maybe they, you can take them somewhere where they can invest their time. Maybe that's a banquet, a fundraiser. Maybe you could show them something here at church to say, hey, I think this would be a great place for you to invest. Brings me to um, verse 25 and verse 26. Sir, they said, he already has 10. He replied, I tell you that to what everyone has, more will be given. You know, sometimes we have to watch that we're not jealous, right? Come on, man, he's already got some. You know, it's like at the lighthouse, we give Jolly Ranchers out to kids, you know, and sometimes they get upset because someone's got more than what they do. But isn't it true that when something's going on great, you want to jump on board, don't you? You know? Like, just think, if the Eagles are playing in the Super Bowl next week, how many folks this week would be wearing Eagles jerseys? You're just jumping on board, right? You're getting excited. You're like, hey, I want to be a part of that. Same thing at church here. When there's a lot going on, whether it's uh, the Yellow Mug Ministry, Children's Church, everyone just wants to get excited. Everyone wants to be a part of it. And especially, like, I love summertime when v Vacation Bible School starts because you can see churches, especially this one, get transformed. You know, you got decorations here, you got people dressing up here, you got people being goofy here, everyone's bringing their kids, 
because they want to be a part of it. They want to invest in here so that the kingdom can grow. You know? Just like Pastor Ben shared, we've known each other a long time. Reason why we, we know a long time is he was a part of a program that people invested in. He took a chance, right, Ben? They took a chance. And now he's up front here on Sundays because you took a chance on him, invested in him, and now he's giving back to the congregation. That's what the church is about, isn't it? That is the coolest thing that I can encourage you on is when you see that happening. It gets you excited. It's like, I want to give more. God, help me. Show me how I can invest so that the kingdom can get bigger than I can ever imagine. That's pretty cool to me. You know, Ben talked about the lighthouse. We were in an old building, 22 feet wide and 200 feet long. And if you go into it now, it's Holy Ground's coffee shop. That was the old lighthouse. And what we found out was kids weren't coming in because it was too small, it was too crowded. So some people got together and just thought, hey, maybe we should build a big building. We can bless more kids. We're going to find this Amy Perkins person that's going to do all these wonderful programs so we can further the kingdom. Our budget was like 45, 50,000. And then all of a sudden, we're raising 3.2 million to build a building. But people just loved what the lighthouse was doing and invested in it. And now you hear all kinds of stories. You see different things. Same thing is true here at Christian Life Center. The more you invest, I believe, the more stories you're going to hear. The more things are going to happen at this church. For example, this week, I was out there, uh, I believe it's called the Big Yellow Mug, hanging out there, and I was sitting with some people and just hearing about their stories. Just investing my time. Folks, that's how it starts. You know, that I could get excited what's going on so much that I found this shirt laying around that says, making it simple for people to connect to Jesus and one another. Making it simple. You guys are already doing it. Good job. Like, I was like, oh, this is easy. You know? You know, make it simple. Don't, you don't have to make it hard. You don't have to make it hard to go deeper with somebody, to find out how you can invest with someone. Last Sunday, I went to a restaurant, and I saw an old friend that I, didn't, I haven't seen for a while. And so we sat down and ate lunch for two hours. Two hours. Investing that time. Where does it start with you? How can you invest in the Christian Life Center ministries here? One thing just to share with you, Ben said I could have a little bit of a moment and Christian about just the lighthouse. I just want to share what we invest at the lighthouse. And we keep it really simple. We focus on three things. Loving kids like crazy. 
helping them with homework, and giving them a free meal at night. That's what we do, and we do it really well. We do it really well because when kids are running in right now, they're memorizing 1 John 4, 19. We love because he first loved us. And why are they doing that? Because one of our staff decided to invest in kids and give Amy this idea about this, this jar that every time they say something about love or 1 John 4, 19, they put a pebble in this jar. And then if the jar gets full, at the end of the month, the kids are going to get ice cream. All right? So we got this motivation thing here, but some days when I, when I see them coming in, I don't think they even realize about the ice cream anymore because what they're trying to do is say, I love you, Miss Jeannie, before she can say it to them. Now think about this. These kids, think the impact if they go home and tell a parent who's having a bad day, I love you. What's that going to do at home? It's going to be huge. We have no idea the impact that's going to have. Just like here at church, sometimes you might not know the impact of what you're giving, what your time, what your prayers do. Think about that. The prayers that this church has prayed and the things that have happened have been incredible over the years. Incredible. Just want to share uh, another story at the Lighthouse. Last year, there's no secret with online schooling, kids just struggle, right? All right, I see some nodding. Yeah. So what we did as a ministry is we just opened up our building, partnered with Armstrong, got a hotspot, tried to have as much internet access as we could because a lot of kids didn't have access. And uh, so they would just come in. Well, here what we were finding out was some of the kids just weren't even opening up their, their computer or their iPad for the first or second semester. How are these kids going to graduate? How are they going to make it? However, we had this one student that kept helping, just trying, encouraging. Well, guess what? He graduated. He not only graduated, but we invested so much time into him that he's now on staff at the lighthouse cleaning our building and making it great for all his friends to come to. And he's so excited. He's so excited because he's now investing his time into the ministry that gave so much to him that he's on fire to serve, serve now. And you can see it. I mean, you can see it, whether it was at our, at our banquet fundraiser, uh, where we did an auction, he's telling people to bid on stuff, you know, or he's just saying, I love you, or he never played basketball before, but now he's jumping in if we're short on staff and running up and down the, the court, all because of an investment. An investment. And just started out small, and now the Lighthouse kids are being blessed because we got this beautiful building that is clean all the time. Yeah. And he's good. You know how good he is? The toilets, he gets down on his knees and hugs it to clean it. What a servant. 
What a servant. That is serving like crazy. But it's the investment that makes the difference. The investment of Christian brothers and sisters who decided, yeah, I'm going to put my time. I'm going to help this person. There's an interesting story that I want to read with you before we do Ezekiel's Wheel. Um, has to do with a guy named Tony Dungy. Um, I'm not sure if you know him or not. He's up there. But for eight seasons, he was an NFL strong safety for the Pittsburgh Steelers and 49ers. Age 40, he became head coach at Tampa Bay. He went to the playoffs four times and had a record of 56 and 46. In 2002, he was named head coach of the, uh, of the Colts, and in his first year, led them to play with a 10 and 6 record. But as you hear about this, guess who he gives his success to? Jesus. He says, this is what he says. Tony shares, when I went to the Steelers in 1977, there was a group of guys who are different than any I've ever been around. Guys like Donnie Shell, Mel Blount, and Larry Brown. They were very focused players who loved football and loved Jesus. As I watched them, I sensed something very unique, and I realized it was their relationship with Jesus Christ that made them different. Their decisions were based on Christ because they believed he was the answer for everything. They helped me straighten out my priorities and start including Jesus in my life. Think about that. Tony Dungy. Some of you guys might see him on TV as he, as he does some sports shows here. But he credits everything to Jesus Christ because four guys in a locker room who were not afraid to show their faith and the investment that they did had an impact on Tony. And so I just share with you, you know, again, as we read this scripture here, you know, what are you investing in for the kingdom? You know, is it your time? Is it your prayers? What are you doing that can get people excited? You know, what are you taking? If someone gives you something, how are you taking it and investing it and making a bigger impact for the kingdom of God. More importantly, right here at Christian Life Center, what are you doing as we're on this road, as we're on this journey this year, here at this church, at this facility, this ministry, how are you coming to God and saying, yeah, use me, God, I'm in. Use my resources so that I can further the kingdom here. That's my challenge. That's my challenge. I do need, though, three willing volunteers to end. Ed Harshaw, could I call on you to come up here? <laughs> Tina, would you be willing to come up here? And I'll let the Spirit move somebody else who would like to come up here. Do I have a third volunteer? It's hard for me to see. Ben, why don't you come on up here? We'll get Pastor Ben involved. All right. 
So we'll make this real quick since I, I see I'm on a, on a time clock here. But what I've done, this is a game I used to always take to camp. So that way Tina and Ed and Pastor Ben know what they're playing for. What we have here is we have a $25 gift card to Nutritel Chocolate. All right. What we also have here is we have a $100 Visa gift card. All right. And then for those that might get, not get the right number, we got you combos that you can maybe snack on. <laughs> but my goal here is, since you all know these folks, or hopefully you know some of them, is my encouragement is as you play the game, spin the wheel, whatever prize they win, how are you going to use that for the kingdom? How are you going to invest that? Or are you just going to take it home and just put it underneath your blanket? All right, Ed, come on up here. Spin the wheel. Oh, no, 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 no. You got to really get into it. Come on. Make some noise. There we go. All right, so we're at number six, which comes over here. Oh, Ed. Ed got the $100 gift card. All right, Tina, come on up. Don't be shy. Number eight. Oh, this is working out perfectly. I couldn't do this myself. Tina got the $25 gift card to Nuchita. <laughs> well, Ben. Ben. <laughs> ben got number three. Well, this, this might have something to your, you know, you have a lovely wife. You have these beautiful imported candies from Germany. All right, thank you guys. So again, as uh, you go forth here, my prayer for Christian Life Center as you're on the road trip this year, as you're on the journey of your personal life, as you're on the journey of your walk with Jesus Christ, what are you doing with your minutes? You know, what are you doing with your minutes? Let's pray. God, you're awesome. We love you. We love you so much that we're so glad that you sent your son to die on a cross for our sins. And Lord, I pray here at this church this morning, that if someone says, hey, I want to know more about Jesus, Lord, I pray that they would just say, Lord, forgive me all my sins. Right now, come to my heart so that when I die, I'll go to heaven. Lord, if there's anyone here that would pray that, Father, I pray that they would just catch up with the pastor team and just say, Lord, pastors, how do I, how do I go on this journey more? How do I go on this road trip? so that I can draw closer to Jesus now that I accept it into my heart. And Lord, for this church, Lord, I just pray that you would just bless them more than they could ever imagine that as they invest in the kingdom here, they would see this place flourish more than they could ever imagine so that more people come in here and more people ask you into their heart so that we have many more come into the kingdom when you all call us home. So again, Lord, just thank you for this church. I just ask that you just bless it abundantly. In your name I pray, amen. Amen. Well, thank you so much, Buzz. Can we give Buzz a round of applause? Thank you.
It's a, a great and challenging reminder that we should be faithful in everything that God calls us to and, and be good stewards of what he gives to us. And, and this morning, um, or if you're joining us online, if you're watching the replay of this, we get the opportunity to participate in communion. And we want to do that. And, and by celebrating in communion or the, the Last Supper, um, we get to remember what Christ has done on the cross. We get to remember the sacrifice that he paid so that we can be in right relationship. And Jesus said, I am the living bread that came down from heaven. Whoever eats this bread will live forever. This bread is my flesh, which I will give for the life of the world. And Jesus, again, was referring to his death on the cross. And as we read more, as we continue through the Gospels, as we even see Paul write about in, in 1 Corinthians, we, we see and we understand the significance of what communion or uh, what the Last Supper was for the disciples. And one of the things in Paul's teaching, as he is talking to the Corinthian church, he, he challenges the Corinthian church in some of their questions and some of the, their practices in communion. And one of the things that he says in 1 Corinthians chapter 11, uh, in verses 27 and 28, it says, Whoever eats, therefore, the bread and drinks the cup of the Lord in an unworthy manner will be guilty concerning the body and the blood of Christ. And so we're challenged to let a person examine himself then, so he eats the bread and drinks of the cup. And what I want to do is I just want to take a few moments for us to examine ourselves, that we would be able to use this as an opportunity that we can just kind of pause and reflect on what it is that maybe God is speaking to us, that we can thank him for what he's done, but also that we can be reminded of the things in our lives that maybe aren't, aren't pleasing to him that we can just lay down at his feet. So I want to take just a couple moments in, in and kind of quiet reflection, if you would, just maybe bow your head. You don't have to close your eyes, but just spend some time just considering what it is that God wants to say to you and how you can thank him for that. So let's do that now. reading from 1 Corinthians chapter 11, we'll read through 23, eventually through 27, it says this, Paul said, for what I received from the Lord, that which I also delivered to you, that the Lord Jesus on the night in which he was betrayed took bread, and when he had given thanks, he broke it and said, this is my body, which is for you, do this in remembrance of me. So if you would, go ahead and, and partake of that bread. Continuing on, it says this, In the same way he took the cup also after supper, saying, This is the cup in the new covenant in my blood. Do this as often as you drink it in remembrance of me. For as often as you eat this bread and drink the cup, you proclaim the Lord's death until he comes. Please partake of the cup.
Heavenly Father, we thank you that we get this opportunity to just remember what you've done. Lord, I thank you that you speak to us, that you challenge us and encourage us, and that if there's anything in us, Lord God, that we can come before you as a loving Father, that we can ask for forgiveness and that you grant that to us. Lord, that you bestow grace and mercy upon us time upon time upon time, Lord God, that you continue to move and work within our hearts and in our lives. Lord, we thank you so much for what you've done on the cross, that through that we can have a relationship with you. Lord, that we can approach your throne, that we can, with confidence, know that you are a God that loves us and cares for us, that modeled it by the death on the cross, by taking our punishment, by taking our place. Lord, I pray that we would be mindful of you, that we would just live our lives in such a way that we would be grateful to you, not just on a Sunday and not just on a day that we take communion, but that we would just be grateful for all the things that you've done and that our lives would reflect that gratefulness. Lord, I thank you so much for this time. I thank you that we belong to you, and Lord, you belong to us. So Lord, as we finish out this morning, as we sing out our final song, Lord, we pray that you would just be glorified in everything that we say and do. We thank you for it. In Jesus' name, amen. I'd ask you to stand with us as we sing our final song.
want to say thank you so much for coming out today for being a part of the service we really pray that you were challenged and encouraged i do want to say thank you so much for buzz uh, buzz tyson from lighthouse for joining us today and for his word my prayer today is that we would be people that are, are good stewards of everything that god has entrusted to us that we can be challenged and that we can go for what god has for us and everything so we hope that you have a great week i do believe that buzz is sticking around so i'd encourage you to to chat with him if you have any questions about lighthouse and just get to know that ministry a little bit more. It's a great, phenomenal ministry, and we're just so thankful that we can partner with them. So we pray that you have a blessed week, that you are challenged in all that God calls you to do, and that we will see you again next week. Have a great week, everyone. Bye. Stay the same You remain